Thank you for joining us for today's Pulpit Hour, a message from God's Word brought to you by The Preaching Channel. To listen to this message in its entirety again, to download it or to choose from a variety of other messages, or to listen to preaching 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, log on to WGCRpreaching.net. I call your attention to this short saying of our Lord Jesus Christ while hanging on the cross all of those hours. Here is the central cry of seven short sayings of our Lord. The reason for the seven short sayings was because of our Lord's difficulty in breathing. As you would well know if you've been around the church and heard preaching before on the cross. The means of crucifixion was a cruel way of punishing and killing a victim. It was devised by the Phoenicians, adopted by the Romans. And most of the time, uh, it was a, a long extended period of suffering that led to death. It wasn't unusual for the victim to hang for a day or days even as they uh, would hang there. And most of the crucifixion ended up with the victims dying uh, by suffocation. And the reason was when they hanged them the way they did with their arms outstretched, it would paralyze their breath muscles and their breathing muscles, and they were unable to exhale, exhale. And after a while, they would simply suffocate to death because they were not able to breathe correctly. But Jesus did not suffocate to death. May I say that he died of a broken heart. He died, he bled to death. He shed every drop of his precious blood. Hallelujah to redeem you and I. But there on the cross for all of those six hours, brother and sister, his back is torn to smithereens. He's been lashed and beat and most of the victims who had been scourged with the cat of nine tails died of their wounds or were paralyzed or crippled the rest of their lives. Remember every back on his back and his side. My friend, he's been beaten and now he's nailed to an old rugged cross. Not a smooth, my friend, a sanded cross, no, but an old hand hewn, a splintery cross and every move that he made while on the cross would jab those splinters uh, deep into the nerves in his back as our dear Lord Jesus had to push up and down. You see, as you would know, and I don't want to get bound here too much. You could preach all night on this, but the way of the crucifixion of you know, they had them nailed to the cross. They put a little bend in their legs and nailed their feet. The reason they put the bend in their leg 
was that they might push up and relax ever so slightly their breast muscles. And my friend, in that way, they could breathe and continue. And some continued for a day or days at that. And when they got ready on the day of crucifixion, my friend, to end it all, they went and broke the legs of the two thieves. Remember that? And how would that kill them? Well, breaking a leg won't necessarily kill you unless you're dependent on that to push up, relax the muscles, to be able to breathe. So they would suffocate in just a few moments or a short time. But they came to Jesus and he was dead already. And they pierced his side with a spear and pierced that pericardium around his heart and forthwith came water and blood. And the doctors tell us it is the evidence of a ruptured heart, a broken heart. He spilled all of his blood. It started my friend in Gethsemane. It continued at Gabbatha. I'm telling you what, there at the Praecorium guardhouse, they smote him with the cat of nine tails and every lash my friend opened up deep into his back arteries and veins and every pump of his heart. The blood would squirt out. The blood would squirt out. They drove the crown of thorns into his head. My friend bowed the knee, falsely worshipped him. Hell, king of the Jews, the Roman guards spit on him, slapped him, beat him, pulled his beard, knocked his teeth through his jaws. My soul, the son of God was beaten to a pulp before he ever got to the old rugged cross. But every way he sat there, my friend, after they mocked him and they got up, stripped that robe, opened up all them wounds, and the blood began to pulsate and pulsate. I'll never forget being in the Holy Land one year. Brother Ralph Sexton Sr. took us, and Brother Ralph Jr. was there. We went down into the place where they had a scourging hall, and I'll never forget that as long as I live. Uh, in the scourging hall, they had, a, they had a, a beam across the top, and it was carved out of rock, and down below it, there were three uh, basins carved into the floor. The middle basin had a trough that had led outside, and on the, up there on the beam, there were two holes carved into that beam where they would stick the hands of the victim through that and stretch them out. And in one of those basins, they would have salt water. And my friend, the others, they would have a mixture of vinegar and something to deaden it. And they would, they would scourge with that cat of nine tails, which was a whip of strings about 18 inches long and they were bone, they were pieces of, of metal or other th sharp objects tied to the end of it and they stretched their body out now, stretched them out, tied up and they began to lash 
And the first few, my friend, would tear deep in, into the skin, deep into the muscles, down into the veins. And my soul, it was, my friend, some of them would wrap around at times and tear the entrails out of the victim. It was no little thing for the scourging our Lord went through. I'm telling you, and I'm saying all of this with a purpose in mind. Friend, hey, he was wounded for our transgressions and bruised for our iniquities. Amen. And by his stripes, we are healed. Oh, my soul, they beat him and they beat him. And by the time, and listen, when they would examine them, uh, those that were uh, scourged, they were trying to get them to confess something. Uh, and my friend, and so they would take and dip that, uh, uh, dip that cat of nine tails in the salt water and sprinkle the ruptured body and set them on fire. Oh, my soul. And a lot of times the victim would pass out and and they'd throw water in his face and get a little of, a, of this from over here to kind of numb it a little bit so they could beat him some more. That was the scourge in the Romans did. And our Lord Jesus endured all of that. My friend, before he ever got to Calvary. And so after they did that, they put the scarlet robe on him, put the crown of thorns, drove it in his head, put a reed in his hand, bowed and had a hellacious time of wickedness. My friend, blaspheming the Son of God. There he was. And my friend, as that uh, robe would sit up and congeal his blood would, uh, and I'll tell you, when he got up and they ripped that robe off, the blood began to shoot everywhere. If you could have been in that room, there'd been blood everywhere. I told you about the trough in the middle, what they did, the victims did, the blood that fell there. There was so much blood that they washed it out and it went out of that trough down into the gate, uh, down into the city. I'm telling you, brother and sister, the Son of God is shedding blood. He's shedding blood. The way from Gethsemane to Golgotha was a blood-stained trail. The way to our salvation was a blood-bought way. He is the way. Hallelujah. He, ta he tasted death for every man. I think about my friend, him going to the cross. They take him to count. Now, Jesus is not some long-haired weakling. My friend, oh no, he's not some blonde-headed sissy. Hello. He is a man and a man's man. He was the perfect man. But he fell beneath the load of the cross. That rather weighed about 120 pounds. And my friend, he fell beneath the load. They got my friend that, uh, a black man from Serene and laid it on him. Why did he fall? Not because he was a weakling but because he'd already lost so much blood. He did not have the strength to carry it and so they led him to Calvary and there my friend they laid that cross down and they by he laid his arms out as a lamb done before his shears he gave himself and they nailed a nail right about here the base of the palm they didn't nail it up here because it pulled out they nailed it right here at the base of the palm between those bones they drive one of those Roman spikes there and the same way over here can you hear the hammer come down 
I'm the son of God, the dearest and the best. And my friend, and then they cross their legs, bend them ever so slightly, and drive a nail through their feet. And my friend, and then they lifted, hoisted up that cross, and they bring it over to the hole where they had prepared, and they drop it in the hole, and it hit with an excruciating thud and every joint in the body of the Son of God is dislocated. Oh my, he said that all of his bones were out of joint. I'm telling you, it was no little thing, my friend, that Jesus went through. And now he's hanging there. And now to breathe, he's got to pull up. And when he pulls up, he's pulling against the nails. He's pushing against the nails. The thorns in his brow and around behind his head. My friend is up against the tree and his back laid bare. Not a piece of skin. My friend untouched. Every nerve ending is bare and the blood's just pulsating everywhere. And the blood, hey, hey, and the blood is pooling around the man on the middle cross. As he hangs there, as he bleeds there, and as he dies there. But for these next hours he is pushing up and down and giving seven short sayings the multitudes pass by wagging their heads mocking him spitting on him calling him a blasphemer a bastard and a beelzebub and my friend blaspheming the son of God but there he is my friend the soldiers are gambling from for his garments and he looks out on my friend a people that he came to redeem he came unto his own and his own received him not and he looks out after him and he looks down he hears the blasphemy and my friend he could have called 10,000 angels but he didn't hey hey he endured the cross despised the shame far as I know they stripped him naked he was hanging there my friend stripped and bare and they were gambling for his garments uh, there at the foot of the cross but then came the first short saying pushed up and said Father forgive them they don't know what they do call my soul the second by cry on the cross the thieves had railed on him, both of them. They both joined in with the mocking crowd and said, if you be the son of God, save yourself and us. But then one old thief got to watching him. And uh, one old thief got to looking at the foot of the cross. <sighs> the dying thief. Rejoice to see that fountain in his day. 
Say, where did you see the fountain? Right there at the foot of the Calvary. There was a cry. Oh, my soul. And that old thief, my friend, heard him cry to the Father for forgiveness. And he thought about if he doing that, being a just man, can cry for forgiveness, maybe there would be some for me. And he looks over at the Son of God and he said, Lord, remember me when thou comest into thy kingdom. Jesus pulls up, amen, and gets a breath and said, this day thou shalt be with me in paradise. The second saying, the third saying had to do with taking care of his mother. He got John over there. John come with his mother. And he said, woman, behold thy son. And he said to John, behold thy mother. He wanted to make sure his mother was took care of. He wanted to honor his mother as well as he'd honored his father. He did that in fulfillment of the law. These three uh, sayings took place in the first hours, the first hours of the cross. But the next four take place at the end of the six hours. The cry now, Eli! Eli, lama sabathani, and I'm gonna deal with that. And then there was the next cry. My friend, it was a cry that my soul is just beyond comprehension nearly. He that made the world and the water cried, I thirst! And it was more than thirst for water. It was a thirst of hell. He's being, by a friend, chastised and beat and suffering and cursed and pain poured out on in my stead. He is bearing my sin, taking my place. He experienced the separation of hell. He experienced the thirst of hell. Bless God, I'm glad he paid every sin debt to the full. The next cry, my friend on the cross was a brief cry. Uh, he'd been pushing up and down for all of these hours uh, in the darkness. Uh, oh, my soul, but now there's a victory comes on his face uh, and a fire in his eyes, uh, and he looks up and cries, uh, It is finished! And bless God, it was. He paid it all. He paid my sin debt to the full. There's nothing more to be added, nothing to take away. He paid it all. Hallelujah. Then the last cry, Father, into thy hands I commend my spirit. And he bowed his head and gave up the ghost. Now again, the first three cries occurred the first three hours before the darkness. But in the last, after the darkness coming, we're back to our text now from the sixth hour, there was darkness over all the land under the ninth hour. You need to know this about the gospel. God made Jesus to become sin for us. Yes, 
that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. You got to know that's the principle of the gospel of the grace of God. It is grace. It's amazing grace. Sin, all sin must be punished. No such thing as any sin escaping punishment. Every sin, every sin, your sin, my sin, the lost man's sin, the saved man's sin. Hey, every sin, angel's sin, every sin will be visited with divine recompense and punishment and judgment. Sin does not escape the wrath of God. You say, but I've been forgiven. Yeah, but that don't mean your sin wasn't punished. What it does mean that God furnished somebody to get in your place and take your punishment. Hey, 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 that's what the cross is all about. He didn't die for his sin, he died for mine. He didn't suffer for his sin, he suffered for mine. He paid it all, hallelujah. Bless his name. And I think about my friend in this darkness. Now, in the darkness, my friend, it came from the sixth hour to the ninth hour. What, what was that darkness? So what kind of darkness was that? Well, Hollywood makes it like a solar eclipse or, or some kind of deep thunderstorm. But I have my own personal idea of that. I believe this darkness was the same darkness that was in Genesis chapter 1. Genesis chapter 1. Amen. Brother and sister, God made the world. Something happened. We don't know where, where it happened. Somewhere the devil got kicked out. Amen. Before God ever made Adam. And, before, and so somewhere the devil got, but there was darkness. God made the earth, heaven and the earth, and the earth was without form and void. Darkness was upon the face of the deep. Now, where'd that darkness come? God made this thing perfect to start with, but the devil messed it up. Amen. And darkness now, what kind of darkness is it? It's the absence of the glory of God. You see, God, on, and the Bible said, and the Spirit of the Lord moved upon the face of the waters. The moving of the Holy Ghost. Oh, when he moved, God said, let there be light. <laughs> yeah. And that light came out of the moving of the Holy Ghost. I will tell you what, Paul said he done that for me. But God, who commanded the light to shine out of darkness, uh, have shined in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. Light. What kind of light was that? Say sunlight didn't get turned on to day four. Starlight, not till day four. Moonlight, not until day four. What kind of light was it? Paul said glory. It's glory light. And there ain't no better word to explain glory than just light. Pure, pure light, hallelujah. Now, what happened in the cross 
when God made Jesus become sin for us, God withdrew his glory as he became sin. Jesus experienced the darkness of hell. Hell is called outer darkness. But I'm interested in Eli, Eli, Lama Sabathani. This is a cry from the dark. This is a cry from the depths. This is a cry from damnation. He has been made sin and he is our sin bearer. And God is pouring out his wrath on his son that you and I deserved in eternal hell. God concentrated the wrath of God of sinners in this world. He tasted death for every man. And God, my friend, punished his son for our sins. Amen. He punished his son for our sins. He took our place. Bless his holy name. And my, he was, he was experienced Experiencing our hell, not just, in, not just collectively, but individually. He paid for all of our sin. My soul, I didn't mean to get bound down in all this. Y'all, y'all help me now. I want you to think about this try, Eli, Eli, Lama, Sabathani. And I think about it being an expression of agony that overwhelms the understanding when you think about Eli, Eli, Lama, Sabathani. He cried, my God, we as interpreted, my God, one for the Father, one for the Son. You see, God is so holy that he cannot look on sin. And God made his Son to become sin for us. And God withdrew his glory and God the Father, as it were, and God the Holy Ghost, as it were, my friend, separated from his Son. The triune, holy God, Elohim, the plural name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, at this one instant, in eternity, there is a division in the Godhead. That's bigger than I can think about. But Jesus has become sin for us. He became sin and God cannot have any fellowship or be in the presence of sin. And God the Father and God the Holy Ghost removed themselves and their glory from the Son. Eli! Eli! Oh, my soul. Let me say something here right quick. You fellas want to take an outline, get this little outline. I won't spend time with it. This is a scriptural cry. Find it in Psalm 22. Right there, that Psalm of crucifixion. These same words, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? This is a sufferer's cry. 
My friend, listen, he had been on the cross for six long hours experiencing excruciating pain. God pouring out all of Rudy Smith's hell and damnation. Pouring all of that on Jesus. Pouring all of Brother Parker's hell and damnation for all of his Pouring all of that on Jesus. Pouring all of Bobby's hell and condemnation all on Jesus. All at one time, God concentrated the wrath of God and focused it on his son to pay our sin debt. That's the reason he had to be more than the man that he he was the God man and God made him to become sin. Suffering we can't even imagine. The searching, this is a searching cry. Why? The flesh is weak. The spirit was willing. This was a separating cry. Why is thou forsaken? This was a solitary cry. Why hast thou forsaken me? I'm almost done. I didn't really mean to preach that long. It just now got to my message. Y'all just pulled all that out of me. It's your fault. I want you to think about five brief things, and these are brief. Eli, Eli, Lama Sabathani. This is a question. This is the only question that comes from the cross. This is a question. Why? Listen, when God asks questions, he doesn't ask questions for information. He asks questions for inspiration. He asked Adam, where art thou? As if God didn't know where he's at. God knew where he's at. But he asked that to Adam so Adam might realize where he's at. And when God's son, who is God, in the flesh, bearing our sin, he cried, why? Brother and sister, I want you to know that he didn't stop being God. He knew the why. But he asked it because he wanted us to know the why. Oh, my soul, I hope I get there. I want you to think about the alarm of this cry. What was his experience in here, brother and sister, is what made him sweat drops of blood in Gethsemane. Him being God knew full well what was coming. He didn't dread the nails of the cross. He didn't dread the pain of the cross. He didn't dread, my friend, the whipping, the scourging of the cross. That's not what made him sweat drops of blood. But what he dreaded was that moment, my friend, when God would withdraw himself from his son. Oh, the hour when he needed him the most. And that's why he begged God, if Lord, if it be thy will, let this bitter Come, pass from me. Nevertheless, not mine, but thine be done. And he's, and the Luke, Dr. Luke, by the way, Luke's a physician. Dr. Luke said his sweat became, as it were, great drops of blood. You say, what's the medical explanation of that? That has happened. That's in medical journals. It has happened to other men who got so full of turmoil and so mentally distraught and so emotionally upset that their capillaries would rupture in their sweat glands and secrete blood with their sweat. And the, and the word sweating blood 
is a common understanding among physicians. He sweat blood, why? Because he knew in a little while the Father and the Holy Ghost that he'd never been separated. He got separated from the glory he had with the Father, but never from his presence. But here at the cross, God removes his glory. The alarm of this cry. Secondly, the agony of this cry. Can't you hear the agony? Can't you hear the anguish in this cry? He cried, the Bible said, with a loud voice. Remember, he's been pushing up and down. He's getting weaker and weaker. The blood's gone. My friend, about all gone. He, and his heart, and I mentioned about the heart exploding. Why did the heart explode? Well, when it had no blood to pump it, it's just pumping, 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 trying to get more blood, and there ain't no blood to pump, and it ruptured. And that's when they pierced the side, the blood and water come out. This really happened, y'all. This is what, this reason I'm going to get to go to heaven. This reason I'm going to get to miss hell. Because what Jesus did. It was difficult to get a breath. And yet the Bible said he cried with a loud voice. In the dark, there's a cry, a question in the dark. Eli! Eli! Lamb of the Bethlehem! Lord, thank you. The abandonment of this cry. Why hast thou forsaken? The word forsaken here means to desert, to leave. Why have you left me, God? Why have you left me? I'll tell you why. God left him so that God wouldn't have to leave me. <laughs> The aloneness of this cry. <laughs> Why hast thou forsaken me? In the time when Jesus, Jesus needed the Father's presence and the comfort the most, he's all alone. Truly alone. But that brings me to the thrust of the whole message. The answer of this cry. <laughs> why? Here it is. We are the why. <laughs> it was all for us. The suffering of hell's judgment, the condemnation of hell, the concentration of hell on him, it was for us. It was for us. 
suffering hell's judgment, satisfying the holiness and justice of God. Oh, my soul, when he became sin for us to pay our sin debt, he didn't pay an installment. He didn't pay a down payment. He paid it all. That's why I cried. It is finished. Oh, my soul. My, my, my. Well, I ain't going to get done. But when I thought on these things, come on back up here, Hages, for a second, will you? Come on back up here. <laughs> Y'all come on back up here. Hurry, hurry, chop, chop. <sighs> We're almost done here. I, uh, and, and I'm embarrassed to do this with these great singers here. That song you was playing on, is that, is, was that in the regular key or is that a little higher on Rugged Cross? Was that the regular key? Let me hear that key right quick. Yeah, just let me hear the key right quick. Thank you. I wrote something like this and, and I introduced it with, the verse and she can listen to it and pick it up. On a hill far away stood an old rugged cross the emblem of suffering and shame. My God, my God, thou hast forsaken me as I suffer here alone on this cruel tree. I drink the bitter cup that you gave to me. My God, my God, tell them why. We are the why that Jesus left his home on high. We are the why he came here to be crucified. Eli, Eli, Lama, Sabathani, in answer to his cry, we are the wise. Through the old rugged cross, I will ever be true. It's shame and reproach gladly bear. My God, my God, this is my destiny to offer up my life here at Calvary. But the greatest grief I bear to be away from thee. My God, my God, tell them why. We are the why that Jesus left his home on high. 
We are the one. He came here to be crucified. We are the one. He suffered there and there he died. In answer to his cry, we are the one. Thank you for joining us for today's Pulpit Hour, brought to you by The Preaching Channel. To listen to this message once again in its entirety, for a free download of this message or a variety of any other messages, or to listen to preaching 24 hours a day, you can visit The Preaching Channel at wgcrpreaching.net. If you don't have download capabilities, feel free to call and order a CD copy of today's message at 828-884-9427.